welcome to the official podcast of First Step Fitness titled Moving Forward, helping you do just that. Brought to you by myself, Tom McNally, with big sister Rachel Eagles, aka The Boss, alongside a variety of guest health specialists. Recorded live and completely unscripted, we'll be discussing our experiences as PTs, health coaches and group exercise instructors, both around London and together since the launch of our very own lockdown baby, First Step Fitness. So hey, whack the kettle on and get comfy because you are part of the family now. And trust me, this is going to be mayhem. (laughs) (laughs) Over the years, we've learned so much from our clients and seen our industry grow, adapt and sometimes become crazy ridiculous. Now it's our time to clear up some of the mess that's been left behind from irresponsible fitness brands and tell you guys exactly how things work. Just down to earth, realistic, good, wholesome advice that works for everyone. Series 2, Episode 3. Hi guys, it's Tom here. You've got me today for a 30-minute Q&A. Ooh, didn't even plan that, that rhymed. Okay, so, okay, so first of all, so these were sent in from our lovely first steppers back when we were doing our podcast. A few other things that we didn't have time to get through, um, ranging from everything from motivation to diet, fitness, uh, sleep, there's quite a lot of sleep. So I'm going to try and get as many as I can in in this half an hour. So first of all, we had one question from the lo- lovely David about how do I motivate myself once I have reached my fitness goals? Um, and so basically with that, I think what is key to this is that your goals, especially with my personal training with clients, when we set goals, their fitness goals, they've got to be the smart goals. They've got to be measurable. So a lot of people have a goal in mind and they may not actually know when exactly they've hit that goal. So it might be general fitness, for example, the perfect example, and they'll, um, I just want to get fit. Okay, lovely, but we need to know at what point you're going to feel like you've got, you've, you've reached that goal. Because without that, you'll never quite get there. You'll never know if you've achieved it. And you may have good days, you're like, oh yeah, I've, I feel good today, I've achieved my goal, I feel fit. Um, and other days we haven't. So we need something that we can measure. Okay, so your SMART goals, it's got to be specific, it's got to be measurable, achievable, realistic, and within a time frame that you have agreed. Um, that may just be with yourself, um, in which case you need to have that written down somewhere, not just up here, because your mind will then maybe alter that as you go through the journey. We don't want that to happen. Um, so do make sure you note it all down with as much detail as you can at the beginning of your journey, and then make sure you do enjoy the journey. Now that goal might change as you go through that journey. Um, so it might be, let's just say for example, it's a um, specific weight that this client wants to hit. Um, that may change and then they might feel actually i'm feeling great and i've learned now that that weight could be muscle that i'm gaining and not just fat that i'm losing um they know that they need that weight now it becomes their friend and you know therefore their goals will change and that's absolutely fine so we adapt that journey as we go through and just make sure they are enjoying the journey um and then setting new goals throughout that journey as well if you've got a goal in mind and you may you may be on that on that journey to reach it um but then uh, your goals change, like I said, but whether it's the knowledge that you gained or uh, through experiences or whatever happens um, in life. Um, so don't be afraid to change that goal as you go through. But then again, you just start from uh, from where you began on the other goal and just write everything back down. Start again with your new specific goal. So that's your smart goal, your specific, measurable, achievable, realistic time frame, And then off we go again on that slightly diverted journey that we were initially on. Um, so yeah, so that motivation should come then from just resetting those goals. If it is a goal that you've had in mind and you reach it, lovely, Bob's your uncle, and now we've set a new goal and that's going to motivate you to then carry that journey on. Now don't be afraid as well, as that journey is moving in one direction, i.e. a weight loss with that example, 
your next goal could be a sideways. So think of it as you don't have to keep progressing along that same journey because inevitably it might end up somewhere that's no longer beneficial, i.e. you keep losing the weight to a point where you're no longer at a healthy weight. So we need to then move the goal onto something else. So it might be flexibility or whatever it may be if you're on a physical journey. Um, so those goals can move both forwards and sideways um, or across, if you like, into another lane. Um, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, so, uh, when is a fruit, when is a lot of fruit too much fruit, uh, was asked from Sarah. So, this is all comes down to basically your sugar levels in the fruit. Uh, so, the fruit and vegetable, when they say five a day, uh, it really, really should be about eight to ten a day. <laughs> so, they say five because uh, government guidelines want everybody to obviously eat as much fruit as they can, vegetables, and they think five is a more believable, realistic goal for people to think, yeah, I can hit that. If, if they were actually to say 10 a day, people go, oh, no way, and then they wouldn't even try. So they're, they're not gonna get the three or four that they would have got had they been aiming for five. So really, if you're over five and hitting six or seven or eight, you're on track to hitting what should be the goal of really 10, if you can. Okay, so think five fruit, five vegetables, if you wanna look at it that way, mix them up, but don't be alarmed if you're, having, if you're eating more than five, thinking, oh, I've had my five a day. It really doesn't matter because you can have up to 10. Um, but like I said, it's all down to the sugar levels. Okay, so within that fruit, the fruit is broken down into half glucose and half fructose. Uh, glucose is what's going into the blood sugar, and that then gets pumped around the body, stored into the muscles, the organs, the fiber, tissues, um, as the energy. Okay, so that's fine if you're then burning it off and using it uh, through activity levels. The problem comes when we're storing all that energy, but then not burning it out. So our input's higher than our output. Um, and then obviously we're going to start storing it and then we're going to see sort of weight gains, and, um, which is commonly, you know, what people don't want. Okay. So it's actually fine. If you're having a lot of fruit, therefore my sugar level would be high in my blood, but that's all right. Cause I know I'm going to need those energy stores because my activity levels are high. Um, if you're putting the weight on, then you need to look at those, that balance. It might be that your fruit intake is maybe too high and you have got too much sugar coming into the body being stored. In, re in relation to the output and energy expenditure. <laughs> I think that's the right word. That's quite long. I've never used that word before. Energy expenditure. <laughs> um, uh, and then as opposed to the half, which is the fructose, which is then broken down by the liver. Um, so the insulin as well is, what is, is what's regulating that blood sugar level. Um, so any diabetes and stuff can be all regulated with, um, can be related to those. Uh, just physical things as well for Sarah as well. She's worried she is having too much sugar. There's physical uh, characteristics you can look at, look out for that are called warning signs. And going through the list, this is basically me every morning. <laughs> so if you're hungry, irritable, fatigued, um, and with slight joint pain or acne or wrinkles, then these are all common uh, side effects of having too much sugar in the blood. Okay. Um, Obviously, uh, that's if you're feeling those, that doesn't mean you're having more sugar. Um, like because I, I don't, I don't eat particularly a lot of sugar, but you know, I have a lot of those side effects every every day at some point. Um, but just look out for those if you're feeling them on a regular basis, and you know you may be having too much fruit, then that could be one of the reasons why. Okay, Sarah also asked, um, I can't sleep if I'm too hungry. So how can I get through the nights without eating a lot before bed? Now this brings me on perfectly to what we have as part of our 
uh, meal guides with every of our complete journeys, which is our pre-bed smoothie. Like, I swear by these, and this is, I like to think why I sleep through like a log. Yeah, so basically every night we will have a high protein blend of, I mean, I use just protein powder in with um, a natural yogurt with oats, so quite a thick consistency, and then some berries in there for the vitamins and nutrients. Um, and it's just a smoothie basically that I will have before bed. Now you could just have that in like a, a Tupperware and like an overnight oats thing. Um, very similar to what we would have as basically breakfast, but like a nice slow releasing um, form of that protein that will then sustain us through the night. Um, and there will be no way. I literally have that before I brush my teeth and go to bed. Uh, it doesn't need to be a lot, just enough to keep that stomach working, keep that body processing something. Um, for a few hours and by having it thicker it's just going to take a bit longer for that process to happen and therefore for you to feel sustained and that's where the protein really comes to play as well um, and we can put you in touch with get you you've got some good protein contacts if you need to get some good protein good quality high protein at a good price <laughs> um, so yeah that's what I would definitely recommend and it's basically all nutrient all natural ingredients as well um, so there's no nasties in there um and then she also goes on last one from sarah about uh disrupted sleep and how why do i wake up after one hour after falling asleep um and so having done my quick research on this and recapping what i've learned before so most people will commonly wake up once or twice during the night without even realizing anyway so don't feel like you're on your own by even waking up at night okay that's very common just a lot of us don't realize that we've done it because we wake up so briefly and then move back into the rhythm um and that could be down to caffeine levels, alcohol levels in the blood, if we're drinking caffeine, coffee, those sort of things, even green tea too late during the day, or our poor sleep environment that is around us. So there's things we can do to help that. Um, but do know that even 90 minutes of sleep has been shown to like significantly give us the benefits of a good night's sleep. So a nice power nap, if you like. If you've only been asleep for one or two hours, you're still gonna have some benefits from that. So don't beat yourself up too much. If you're waking up and thinking, oh no, I didn't sleep through, like, you know, just feel good in yourself that you still have had that hour's sleep and that's gonna give you benefits that even um, that one hour not had wouldn't, if that makes sense. Um, and they, this is known, it's commonly known now as sleep maintenance insomnia. So it has been given a name. It's not just you having disrupted sleep. So do, do, don't worry, it is a commonly experienced um, insomnia variation if you like um uh, the research has shown that up to 10 to 60 percent of people do experience this at some point in their life um but there are tips i have four tips for you as to how you can help when you have waken woken up during the night obviously we need no loud noises or um sort of infrequent noises like a comment like a fan might be quite nice like a rhythmic or white noise is always good um to help you fall back asleep but no bright lights or sudden um uh, infrequent noises that are yeah, suddenly loud and then quiet blah, blah. um uh, and if you do wake up the uh, research has shown that if you get out of bed if this is if you're up for more than 20 minutes um then you need to get up out of bed move out of the room walk around just give yourself that body that your, your mind as well that chance to come back into the room and reset that bed routine okay so just come out refresh yourself come in fresh don't worry about what happened that you've woken up in the night that's Try not to stress yourself out about it and just come back in and start again. Start again, get back into bed, even brush your teeth again, if that might help to give you something to do to get out of the room um, and come back in and reset. That's been shown to help. Um, and also to remove clocks. 
So once you're woken up, just try and turn any clocks away, take your watch off, because it's only going to increase your anxiety levels, looking at that clock, seeing the time tick away, knowing that you want to be asleep, but you're not. Um, so you could just remove that stress, uh, that added stress um, from the environment around you. And then obviously do not check your phone or screens during this time because that blue light is what's going to suppress your melatonin production. So that's what's going to make you feel sleepy. Um, it's basically going to wake you up. So you want to just reduce any artificial light coming into. So this is even when you're brushing your teeth, like try and do it in the dark if possible would be the dream. <laughs> Probably end up brushing your ear, but it, yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, but give it a go. Because uh, that melatonin production is so... Oh, she's waving. She's waving. What was it? Chat function. Oh, no. Uh, oh. oh, she has a question. Is outdoor training really better? Oh, and David has a question. Oh, sorry, David. <laughs> How do you lift yourself mentally if you wake up in a dark cloud? Okay. Oh, gosh. Uh, just... So I, I would, okay, so it, I mean, it's very, uh, it's hard to say without knowing exactly what the, if that dark cloud is related to something in particular, or if it's just a feeling of, like a negative uh, feeling that you're having overall. General, <laughs> straight back with the answer, I love that. <laughs> um, then I would try and uh, surround myself with positive, uh, positive uh, like reinforcers. So like, it might be some photos of loved ones or something, or a letter that you've written to you, or it can even be a letter you've written to yourself that could just say, I know this is for when you wake up at these periods, these are the things I want you to focus on that are good things in your life, that, you know, the things that you know make you feel good. It might be, a, you know, your favorite songs or your favorite uh, jokes or quotes that your mates have said, or really you know, special photos that mean something to you or whatever it may be. Just have that ready, knowing that, you know, this may happen, I may wake up feeling dark and, at a time when I really need to remember the things that I, that I love and make me feel good and just have that prepared, ready. Um, that's what I would do. So that in the middle of the night, I don't have to think about anything other than just going to my pre-made little feel good package. That's going to um, just remind me that this will pass. And I just, um, you know, I've got this to look forward to, you know what I mean? That's what I would do personally. Um, I hope that's helped. Give it, give, it a, give it a go. Let me know if it works. Right. Rach says, um, is outdoor training really better? Uh, it depends. Well, if, you, if you're asking me personally, it depends on the weather. Um, but no, it definitely does have benefits. I mean, Mental Health Awareness Week this week has been all themed around nature, which pretty much says everything we need to know. Like they, um, the psychological benefits beyond that of the physical in terms of the quality of air that you're breathing if you're outdoors and you're in nature, especially around sort of green areas, um, you're just going to have a much higher nice quality of air that you're breathing in especially during training um but the psychological benefits also have been shown even just spending two hours a week outdoors has been shown to significantly reduce uh, stress levels um anxiety levels increase uh loads of other things in the brain <laughs> it's definitely good it's shown to be good and what you need to do is listen to our podcast which is coming out tonight or today at some point, which Sarah has put together, which is the best, it's 20 minutes long, and I don't know how she's covered so much in 20 minutes, but it's the best summary of the psychological benefits of exercise. I've listened to it maybe 10 times already, and every time I've come away with something different, and I have been walking outdoors every day since, and I'm, that's not, I mean, I wouldn't do that normally if I didn't have a dog, 
but she's it's proper inspired me about how outdoors just being in nature alone has benefits both physically and mentally and then you add the um, added benefit of training outdoors it's um, a no-brainer that it's definitely better that's given that it's in a good outdoor na natural environment and not just a concrete you know polluted car park <laughs> the 12 steps on our wellness plans uh, which I don't have to hand, Rachel. You put me on the spot. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I've got notes. I'm going to give you my notes. Um, so let's go back to one of my questions from who've got this one from Gavin. Okay, so oh yeah. So when when should I be rewarding my behaviour and what contributes as a reward? So we always say enjoy the journey. I think it is very important to reward yourself as you go through on every day. Even the smallest little things um, need rewarding because we need that positive association to that behavior to then want to uh, redo it again and it become a habit. And it will only become a habit once we've done it a certain amount of times over a certain amount of periods. So we need to reinforce that behavior as we go, but it just relies on you being honest with yourself about when you're doing something you know you wouldn't normally have done so don't reward yourself for something that you like doing anyway it's got to be something that you're trying to reprogram yourself into liking um i always base it on the fact that if i'm feeling any degree of pride in that behavior like then i know that oh I'm, if i'm proud of myself for doing it then i know that that, that wouldn't have been a natural thing for me to have done anyway mm -mm -mm. So that's how I would base, base it. I hope that makes sense. Um, does that make sense? <laughs> so if you're feeling any sense of, oh, I'm, like oh, check me out, then you know that that's something that you should be rewarding. And like I said, there is no, no degree of that sense of feeling that shouldn't be rewarded. Even the smallest little bit of pride that you've done in your good behavior should be rewarded. Obviously not with something that's then gonna undo that. If it's in terms of, let's just, I know it's a really cliche example, but in terms of weight loss, don't then reward yourself with a takeaway or um, a, a big bar of chocolate because you did 10 steps <laughs> more than yesterday or whatever, because you're just gonna undo that work. So do you celebrate that work you've done and try and build on it with some reward that doesn't take away from what you've achieved, if that makes sense. Um, and hopefully in time, because you're feeling that sense of pride in what you've done, you won't want to take that away from yourself. So your reward will naturally become something that only encourages that behavior. Um, and then before you know it, everything, everything's working together in your favor. Uh, ba -ba yeah, but we are all about enjoying the journey. That's what I want him to take away from it. It's not a end goal that needs to be rewarded. It's the process of getting there and the uh, changes that you are making slowly but surely that need to be rewarded along the way. Because that journey, that end destination may never come. Like we said before, your goals may change and your goalposts might move. Um, so it would be a shame not to reward the work you've done in getting there. Um, okay, then he also asks how important routine is in change. So routine is very important just in our lifestyle, especially with healthy habit forming. Um, not only does routine make us feel safe and in control of our environment, um, it helps us cope with change, it reduces stress, um, and can even alleviate bipolar symptoms and prevent substance abuse and alcohol abuse. Um, and it is so important to have sort of regular wellness checks, um, just like you would with a doctor for your physical body. We, we love to 
use Zero in our, and we would have it in every membership if we could, but unfortunately we can only have it in our premium membership, but we want regular check-ins, if you like, for not just your body, but for your mind to make sure that you are on a routine that is encouraging healthy behavior and getting you to where you know you can get, um, and that whether that goal is physical or mental, um, sometimes we just need that uh, check-in uh, to make sure we're on the right track. So um, I would say routine is very important, but then there are also benefits, having said that, um, in terms of advanced brain functioning, if we shift up our routine. So if we're stuck in a mundane loop, um, even if it is you know, a loop that includes the gym and healthy eating and um, you know, social interaction and all these good things, um, if it's starting to become uh, just mundane, it's, it's sometimes good to then shift that up obviously once you've changed it and you've set your new routine then stay with that new routine to get the benefits again of feeling safe and in control and coping with change and reducing stress and anxiety um and you'll know when that when that routine needs changing because it will start feeling boring and you'll feel unsatisfied with it so any negative sensations you're feeling um about your life routine that that would be the time to shake things up a little bit and that doesn't mean it needs to get any harder or it just means you need to shift the maybe change the exercises you're doing try swimming instead of pilates or whatever it may be um so there are benefits to change as well as to having that routine okay then nadia how am i doing for time oh, okay let's get this one in so nadia said are there any psychological tricks i can use to stick to a diet yes <laughs> i've got 11 so grab your pen so number one is have a real realistic expectations from the start so don't be like for example i watched what was um that sea spiracy i don't know anybody seen it uh documentary it was like right that's it i'm never ever eating fish and meat again and it lasted till lunchtime the next day because i know that's not going to work in my situation it wasn't a realistic thing even though i really believed it and wanted it at the time it wasn't a realistic expectation. So I should have said, right, from now on, I'm going to limit um, and set a realistic goal. So that's your first one. Number two is find your why. Why really does this motivate you? Is it because I feel sorry for the fish or is it because I'm actually trying to save the planet? That is the real motivation. You've got to look for it. It may not be the weight loss. It may be the, you know, if, if it's just, oh, I want to look good in a bikini, that's, that might not motivate you enough. Um, it might actually be, well, if I'm in that shape, if I've lost that excess fat, then I'm actually going to be a lot healthier and I'm going to live longer and I'm going to experience more of these amazing life moments. And that might be the actual why behind it that you need to motivate you to stick to that diet more than just that bikini that you know. If you missed it this year, there's always the bikini next year. So you've always, you know, so it's finding the why that really, really motivates you. Uh, number three, remove those temptations. We're only human. So like that will always be there. Um, you can help yourself just by removing them, whether that is food out the, uh, that you're trying to avoid, just take them out of the house and make life easy for your, easier for yourself. Um, forget any all or nothing approach. We always say this, that like everything in moderation, don't ever limit yourself. As humans, as soon as we restrict ourselves from something, it becomes an added temptation. We want, we want to then do it, it's forbidden, it becomes, there's like an excitement to it almost. So don't give yourself that luxury. Just tell yourself, I can have it. I'm just choosing not to because I know, you know, I want to have those that longer life and that happier, you know, whatever it, whatever that why was that you found before. Um, the carrying healthy snacks will always help you and drinking a lot of water in terms of just satisfying any cravings you are having. Um, do you try and change your exercise and activity as well as changing any diet at the same time? Because if you're just changing the diet, 
you become so fixated on the diet, then if you're changing something else in, uh, in, in, like, simultaneously with it, it almost doesn't give yourself so much focus on one thing that uh, you're going to become obsessed with it. And then, and you, uh, how do I explain it? I explain it. You're doing two things at once. Uh, your, your concentration is split between them and it doesn't feel like so much focus is on one thing. So you're more likely to uh, have success with it. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Let's explain badly. It makes sense in my head. But try changing more than just your diet. If you are trying to shift something up in your diet, also change something in your activity levels. So it might be like a different exercise class or um, like, like I said, moving swimming to Pilates or whatever. At the same time, do it in, in together um, and see if you have any sort of um, experiences of finding it easier than just focusing on just the diet at one time. Um, well, uh, have a game plan. If you're ever going out and eating, don't give yourself that. So your game plan, it might be, I'm going to have a starter and a main, not a main and dessert or vice versa. Don't let yourself get into the situation and then be influenced by everything because the temptations will be too strong um, for you to make the right decisions if you haven't got the right game plan. Um, number nine, change your goal. Like losing weight is not, it's just a result of the process. It's not, it shouldn't be the goal. The goal is the improved health, the thing that your real why. That is, um, so look at what your goal is and really find out is that a goal or is that just going to be a product of getting the real goal um the more important goal if you like the, the one that's going to help you get and stick to the diet um don't be afraid to reward and punish yourself to set rules out right in the beginning like if i slip up then you know this is what i'm gonna have to pay the price <laughs> and like i said write these down don't just have them in your brain because you will change over time your brain will uh trick you into justifying you know moving the goalposts and avoid scales because Scales are not, in terms of with food and dieting, like I mentioned earlier with the weight, the muscle and versus fat, like the number of how heavy you are should not be an indication of how healthy you are. It's, unless you are looking at your body scan in terms of your percentage of muscle, fats, fiber, um, fat and muscle and your BMI and your breasting metabolism, all that can be done on, on biometric scales. Yeah, no scales, if you're just looking at one number, I just don't have time for it. It's not, it's just, there's so many things wrong with that in terms of using that as a measure of how healthy you are. You would be, you would be so much better removing those scales and just looking and measuring how well you feel as an indication of that health. Looking at how you feel, not how much you weigh. Because that, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I could talk about that for half an hour on its own. Uh, but just remove the scales and I think you'll find the process again is a lot more enjoyable and therefore you're going to stay on it a lot longer and then you're going to get those results you deserve. So I'm doing this all in your favour. The scales are not going to help you um, psychologically achieve that goal. Um, can I, can, oh yeah, I'm going to keep going. There's a couple more. Oh, I thought I'd run out. Um, I thought I wouldn't have enough to say. I'd probably shut up now. Uh, which was the best one over here? Uh, similar to that, I've got another one about diet saying, should I drop food groups to lose weight? No, <laughs> it's all about healthy, balanced meals. All you've got to do is look at the NHS meal guide, which I'll quickly run through. Uh, it's all about how much of what we can eat overall should come from each food group. Um, this doesn't necessarily have to be every meal, like breakfast, lunch and dinner, but look at it over a day or a week. You need a, a balanced meal should be a third of which is fruit and vegetable that we've spoken about. That's where you're getting your vitamins and minerals fiber. Then a third of that 
plate is your starchy foods, your high fibers, whole grains, keep your skin on the potatoes, keep your brown bread, your brown rice, pasta. That's where we're getting our energy, the main source of a lot of nutrients. Then your dairies, your pulses, your beans, which are your meat alternative for proteins as well. Um, and then two fish portions a day, one of which is oily, like your mackerel and your salmon. And then your unsaturated fats. So that's your vegetable oils, your rapeseeds, your olive oils, um, uh, sunflower oils. Um, stay away from any processed foods. Eat clean, train mean. We are all about that. By eat clean, I mean natural ingredients. Um, and six to eight cups of water a day <laughs> is a balanced, perfect meal, okay? So unless there's any questions there, I could crack on, but I don't know. I could talk all day, but I don't know if this is actually useful. <laughs> uh, is there anything else? Any views on CBD oil? Oh, I just touched on oil there. Hopefully that's... Bro, chat through the chopsticks. Okay, cool. Okay, we all good. Last chance if anybody wants to write in the little box. <laughs> um, and I will try and answer them best I can. Okay, so hopefully um, that is helpful. There were so many of you booked in, and it's like our little hearts were singing when we saw those numbers. So I hope there was something there to be taken away of use. Um, anything you need me to elaborate on or you want to challenge me on, please do get in touch. Um, otherwise, I guess we'll leave it there. Yeah, if everybody's happy, give me a thumbs up if you're happy. Yeah, yay! <laughs> okay, cool. All right, in which case, moi. And um, oh, we can go and relax now. <laughs> I've never learned so much in half an hour. All right, <laughs> not to laugh. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> hey guys so just between us how can we help you move forward to your health goal is it fitness because we've got the live big five classes monday to friday as well as specialist instructors and this is also available on demand we've got nutrition recipe ideas goal specific meal plans and then well-being priding ourselves on our healthy body healthy mind approach and we have our in-house health psychologist with that Okay, then all of that is packaged into our complete journey membership. And if all of that sounds appealing to you, just take that first step today. That's all we need. The rest of your journey is on us, okay? So follow the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, whatever it may be, whatever the kids are doing these days, and get in touch, okay? We promise to always bring you the extra and make sure you're enjoying the journey because that is what life is about, okay? We're so ready. Are you? <laughs>